Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by the show's co-host, Sheldon Williams. Uh, Sheldon, we have, uh, this is kind of an emergency podcast. We're doing it uh, the day after the Duke-Virginia game, Sunday morning. Uh, uh, we're posting this a day earlier than usual right. because uh, an emergency thing happened last night. A very strange thing happened in the Duke-UVA game. I think people have heard by now. Kyle Filipowski was fouled at the end of regulation. A foul was called. Um, the officials looked to the replay monitor and decided a foul and didn't happen, which you're not allowed to do. But I guess they tried to say that like time expired or whatever. Uh, come to find out, the ACC later admitted Kyle Filipowski should have been at the line in a tie game, 58 all, uh, with less than a second on the clock, with two free throws that would have given Duke a win. Um, it ended up Duke lost 69-62 in overtime. Uh, There's a lot of anger, confusion uh, in the Duke locker room. Anyway, um, just a lot to break down from that from that game. Uh, Sheldon, just initially, what were your thoughts on, on the play? And uh, and what were you, you were watching on TV. I was in the arena. So what, what were you hearing and seeing uh, when that was going on? Yeah, um, actually... Uh, before I go into uh, my spill, um, we'll go ahead and knock out our ad. Um, so we can go ahead and get that out the way. Yes. And then, and then I'll go into my spill. Yes. So. Yes. It, remind everybody that's a good point, Sheldon. Our our uh, our podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, there's a big football game this afternoon uh, uh, in the NFL. If people want to uh, get a wager down on that, this would be the time to do it. And the place to do it, Bet Online, is the number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs, pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today and, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Sheldon, the floor is yours. Uh, what do you think? So I've had a lot of time to think about this, and there was different ways I want to go about it. Um, obviously, as the game kind of get got further and further away from me, um, I had more and more time to think about how I was going to approach this. But the at the end of the day, it was a very horrible decision to make a bad call. And on top of that, I get it, live action, you're going to have bad calls. But the fact that they actually went back into the screen and saw the play happening and they see the clock, Flip has the ball with 0.2, 0.3 seconds left with the foul. So clearly the foul happened before the shot went off. And right. even with that being said, it kind of looked like when they threw the bounce pass, the clock kind of started a little bit. So I noticed kinda, that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it seemed like, you no, know, we was getting kind of screwed on both ends. 
And the, the still, the fact that it remains that we had a chance to put ourselves in position to win that game, despite having 18 turnovers, shooting ourselves in the foot, we fought. Our defense played well. Obviously, uh, we had a few slip-ups down the end uh, on defense end. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we actually had – we put up, we put ourselves in position to win that game. And it's very disappointing that it was taken from us, especially on a road win – I mean, on a road where we should have won – at UVA, which is a very tough place to play in anyway. So if our young team to have this not setback, knockdown, whatever you want to call it, it's going it's gonna hurt. It's gonna sting. And I'm hoping that this kind of fuels this team, this young team, into the next level. Because this right here, for the fact that a four o'clock game and they didn't ACC didn't come out until eleven thirty at nighttime talking about, oh yeah, they messed up. Well, yeah, we all we all knew that. We all knew that. <laughs> yeah. We we knew it in real time, kind of. You know, right. I remember I'm, I'm sitting there like, well, surely he's going to shoot two free throws because it happened before the time went right. And that was the worst thing I thought was. I mean, you know, the the, the easy development. Then I don't know what was going to happen from there, but like he got fouled, and uh, and I mean, there was a lot of contact. They called the foul on uh, on uh, I'm sorry, the guy Ryan Dunn, the number thirteen, the guy that came in, the second guy that came in, Beekman blocked it. Dunn came in and got him with the body is what they determined. That's what the uh, the official uh, Tim Clockerty called the foul on. But um, this team, th- this would have been uh, such a signature win for this team. Yes. And uh, for all they've been through, especially, you know, they played so poorly at Miami on Monday, right? And they did have, they ended up with, they had, they had four more turnovers in overtime. They ended up with 22 turnovers. It was a season high. Uh, so that's, that's terrible. And that didn't put yourself in a position to win. But Despite that, despite that, they were in a position to win. Uh, and um, that locker room I went into, uh, myself and another reporter went and talked to uh, uh, Flip. And he's usually very effusive, very uh, uh, quotable, uh, very honest in his thoughts. He was so despondent. He was given like three, four word answers. And that's that tells you how this was riding on his mind. First of all, he didn't score in the game at all. He he had, right, he admits right. he had a bad game. He didn't play well, right? Right. But even then, he they executed that play at the end so well. Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no joke. I mean, it, it was kind of almost a full circle moment. And it's funny because Coach K used to always talk about you know the basketball guys. You know, you play the right way, things gonna come back. You know, come back to you. And he was still playing the right way. Obviously, he he shot six shots. He was over six. He was frustrated visually. You can see, you know, visually, you can see that uh, um, he was frustrated at playing the game. But yet, he was still out there. And the fact that he had, which was a great um, end of the game uh, play call by John uh, Shire to call that that yep. play where he got, you know, back door, yep. and it came back to flip to win the game. It, it was like the basketball guys saying, like, hey, it's going to come full circle. This is your time. And I was waiting for that. And I was like, I was waiting for that. And I was hoping that for him because like, I know how it is to have a bad game and everything doesn't seem to go right. And all of a sudden, you get something positive before the game ends and I can go back home and lay my head down a little bit easier than what happened last night. And I was hoping that for him, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. No, he got he got robbed of it. I mean, let's face it, that's exactly there's no other word to use yeah. besides that. Yeah. And uh Shire said in the post game, one of the many things he said was he was so confident Flip was gonna make those free throws if he got the chance. Because remember he made those two at BC 
last month uh, yeah, and yeah. with 12 seconds to go to give him a one-point win. They were down by a point. He had to make both of them to yes, win the game, yes, and he yes. did it. Uh, yeah. So, And also, yes, you're exactly right. Like, And that's something else John said was, as poorly as Flip had played, he thought, if I just get him in position, he's going to make a play. Because I kept waiting for him to make a play. And we've seen that through the year where he'll have a bad first half or a bad stretch, and then he'll – you know, come on in the second half. He usually doesn't let right. it get him down. He usually keeps playing. And that's exactly what he did. He kept playing. And, uh, you know, he made that backdoor cut. Tyrese bounced the ball. And, and by the way, you mentioned that about the clock starting. The clock started when the ball hit the court. The not when passed. Flip touched it, right? Uh, Which correct. is not correct. Not right. Another mistake. Yeah, not right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and definitely. Tyrese... On him, great for throwing the bounce pass, right? That bought yeah. more time. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I mean, like, the, the, the whole play was executed. Perfectly. Like I said, it was a great end of the game call, call by John Shire, you know, for him to kind of have him uh, out in the three-point line and slip back door and, you know, practice seeing that nice leading bounce pass. It was – you couldn't draw it up better. That that was perfect. Like, basketball-wise, nothing better than that. But the fact that we are working against the clock, people, the referees, and also playing in a tough environment, like yeah. everything was working against us. And we still had a chance to put ourselves in position to win the game. And we did put ourselves in position to win the game. Unfortunately, those things that were going against us wind up, you know, screwing us at the end. Yeah. And so now I wonder, you know, the ACC did not announce any discipline against the officials. They just said they addressed it with them. I have to believe there's some sort of sanction um, well, you know, as this is just Sunday as we're taking this, I'm sure there's going to be more reporting on my part and others to try to unearth what, you know, what discipline they did. It kind of reminds me, you know, the, the, the football, the Duke, the Duke Miami football game with all the laterals. Uh, if you remember that, that was 2015, right? Right. Um, right. And those officials got suspended uh, and they, and the lead official did not work another Duke game until David Cutcliffe was gone. He worked a game this year. He was back at Wallace Wade this year for the first time with Mike Elko there. So not to get too much football into this, but that's an example of the ACC saying, okay, like we know we screwed you and we're, we're going to keep this. We're going to keep you separate. We're not going to let him work a game for a while. I wonder if these three officials um, will work another Duke game this year or if they'll be, you know, um, kept away or what they'll do because I'm, I'm going to be watching for that one thing because, uh, you know, if they walk into Cameron, can you imagine if, Tim Clockerty walks into Cameron. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I, I didn't, I don't know the extent of how things like that kind of work. I know people get fined, people get uh, suspended a game, but I'm not sure how exactly how, you know, that whole thing, you know, whole process works. But yeah. the fact that we are even in this process, that's that's the crazy part anyway. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we have to learn from this. We have to take some uh, things that we need to take from this. Uh, I mean, just going back through the game, I mean, our defense played pretty well um, for most of the game. You know, yeah. uh, at, at one point we had uh, Roach. You know, Roach was pretty much beating the team by himself. And then, you know, in the first half, it's like he yes. had 12 points. He had 12 of the first 14 points. You know, yep. like, you know, Roach was, you know, you know keeping himself floating there every, in, in uh, every play. And the fact that we are going out there playing against a really tough team that uses the clock well, that doesn't, you know, do too many uh, transition plays, we – we're still shooting the ball better than them from three. You know, that helped us out. I mean, Granison, I'm, I tweeted out, like, hey, where, is, where have this been all? Yeah, all year? yeah. I mean, I've been waiting for this. Like, they said that you're a three-point shooter at 40%. I've been waiting for this. I mean, everything was working. Like, all right, uh, Proctor starts hitting up 
he had a back to back threes and yeah. And then um Jeremy gets in foul trouble and I'm like, oh man, what's gonna happen? And then Proctor comes down, hits a, hits a, a mid range jump shot. Proctor's coming down, he comes and hits Whitehead back to back threes. I'm like, hey, all right, you know, this is it. This is it. Like we we're getting going, we're getting going. Like we all you know kind of find our niche. And then uh, unfortunately, you know, Roach uh, fouls out and that that kind of hurt us in uh, especially in overtime. But it's just the fact that we see. We see, we saw it coming. Like we just see these steps right here. It's like, okay, okay, another piece added, another piece added, and all of a sudden we have a full offensive, you know, <laughs> uh, repertoire going on, and yeah. it's, it's just right there. Like we see it. It's like boom. I'm, I'm looking at it right there, and then it, just to have it taken away, it, it just it doesn't see, sit well. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard. This team has to turn the corner. That's a home game with Notre Dame uh, Tuesday. First, first of all. I think it's good they're playing at home. That's going to help. Uh, secondly, Notre Dame is one of the worst teams in the league you know, right now. They're kind of playing out the string under Bray. So uh, that's probably a good sign. I remember just one more time back to the football thing. That team had to go to Carolina the very next sun- Saturday, and they just got destroyed. They just weren't, you know, they, they weren't in the game. They were still thinking about getting screwed out of that win the week before. Anyway, so I don't think that's going to happen. I, to this team, they're playing at home. You know, it's not a rivalry game. It's it's Notre Dame. Um, they need to. And I will say, Jeremy, uh, as a team captain in the locker room, was very quick to say, you know, we we put the game in position for the officials to to take it from us, right? We we didn't take care of enough business um, to have you know fewer turnovers. Could have had more of a lead. Wouldn't have come down to that play at the end. Uh, so that's you know that shows leadership. If whether he truly believes that or not, you know who knows. But but. He put that forward, and I think he's going to take that message to the team because um, they do have to turn the corner. But but I, your points are great, too, about we finally saw a more dynamic offense without flip, with zero contribution from flip. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's what I was so impressed. I was like, okay, you know, um, we had a player, Whitehead, being out for so long, yes. and he comes in, and it's almost like he never missed the beat. Like, he... He was right back where he left off. And then, uh, you know, he scored all those points in the second half, but yeah. he got in the rhythm yep. and he felt okay. And then we had Granderson, you know, he hits one three. All right, cool. He hits another, you know, kind of mid-range shot. All right, cool. Then he hits a big tying three in the corner. I'm like, great. Like, you know, we are waiting for this. Thank you. You know, Proctor, he grew up a little bit too. Like, yeah. he, he took ownership of when – uh Jeremy Roach was uh, in foul trouble. Yep. I, I, I'm still able to come out and I'm a lead a team. I'm gonna do the the same Jeremy Roach mid range jump shot. You know, uh, by the free throw line. I'm gonna go ahead and get in the paint. I'm gonna kick it out. I'm gonna find guys, and that's what he was doing. So we've seen all these different pieces without our star. You know, scoring the basket, the basketball. I'm mean, like, we are becoming a team that's just not flip. We are a whole team. And then these are the steps in the process I'm looking at. And I'm like, boom, we got it against a top 10 team. This is us. And then, unfortunately, that's what happens when you don't I agree with uh, Jeremy Roach. We, we, we put ourselves in position for them to take it. But the fact is, they still took it. Yes. You can't forget that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that you, all those points are very valid. This team grew this week yes. from the Miami performance to Saturday and, you know, moral victories, whatever. 
we're just analyzing what we saw, right? Right, right. Um, they grew. They're a better team for going for, for going through this week than they were before it. I think Proctor is really big, taking huge steps that will help them in March if they can continue this growth track. Uh, they're better now than they were in January, yeah, I think. Right, right. Um, Whitehead is becoming. He's. It looks like you know we worried how he'd come back from the injury or whatever. He's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He played. 20, I'm looking at the stat here, 25 minutes. He was supposed to play 15. But, yes. <laughs> but we yes. needed him. <laughs> yes. John said, I didn't want to play him that much, but boy, he really, you can see how they, he probably could have come back a couple games before now, right? But yeah. they wanted to make sure he was in really good shape. And right. this, this is where it paid off. Yeah. Because he yeah. was able to play 25 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I said the same thing. I'm like, you know, the first few minutes and especially in the first half, it's always like, you know, when you come back from injury, you kind of second guessing, trying to fill your way into it. You know, you're not being yourself. You're not, you know, fully engaged in the game. Then it seemed like second half, which I'm not understanding why we came out kind of flat in the second half. We wasn't matching their energy. They came on a little bit of a run in the end of the first half, and then they took over uh, in the second half. And all of a sudden, we had to call that first time out because we came out sluggish. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it seemed like, you know, Whitehead said, I can do this. Let's just let's just play. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you start seeing the little turnaround uh, fadeaway jump shot he did in the uh, around the elbow area, and then yep. the back to back threes. Even uh, um, it was early in the game where he went for um, a dunk, which I I, I like the aggressiveness, but you know at that time, you know Mitchell and uh, I think Roach, they all kind of got got a little bit too aggressive. And yeah. Virginia is a good defensive team. And they saw that, and they took about at least five, six charges against yes. us, you know, last game and their, and everything. So I'm glad that I'm watching them being aggressive, but also you got to be a little bit smarter too uh, with that too. But you know, that comes with more maturity, especially in a big game like that. Yeah, that was. I remember the play you talked about with Whitehead, where he was a little bit far out to try that dunk, you know, but he he was he was feeling that tells you how good he's feeling. He's like, right, okay, right, right, I'm gonna right. do this. Um, uh, you know who else had an impressive dunk on a drive down the lane? Proctor. Remember that dunk he had where he got yeah. loose in the middle? Yeah. yeah. It surprised <laughs> me too. I'm like, yeah, like, whoa. Yeah, where did like, that oh, come from? Oh, all right. <laughs> you got that, you got that yeah, in the holster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you go, young man. All right. right you got, right. You got it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's where Duke has to go from here. Notre Dame on Tuesday. Um, they got to get past this. I'm sure – you know, they're going to do their best. I mean, the coaches are going to tell them, got to forget about that. Just, they got to take, they got to take the good from what the, the way they played uh, and, and, and continue that, that fight. Um, the turnovers need to be addressed. Obviously 22 yes. against Miami, yes. yeah, or 21 against Miami, 22 against Virginia. Again, you're on the road against two ranked teams. So right. the, some of that's going to happen, but that's excessive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely is. I mean, I know we have a young team, but we're late in the year now. Those got to, those those situations have to be tamed and kind of tuned down. Like I understand beginning of the year having that many turnovers, but this is now deep in the ACC, ACC play. You can't have consistent games like that and expect to win. Like you keep shooting yeah. yourself in the foot and then be in situations like, oh, we are getting screwed because of this. Like, yeah, you're getting screwed because of that, but you got 18 turnovers. Like. Yeah. You, you're going against a team that normally don't have that many turnovers. I, mean, I think they had one of nine or ten turnovers 
They had nine. Yeah, they had nine in including overtime. Yeah, forty five. Right, and the thing is, like, I mean, that's still a little high for Virginia because they don't turn the ball over. Like, they do a very good job. I think they probably one of the best teams in the country that takes care of the ball. Right, and you see that. I mean, obviously, it was a venture team. You see that they know that, but that's how Virginia always is. uh, You know, their teams are. Yeah, exactly. And some of the turnovers, like we go back to flip. You know, he he get double teamed in the post, turn and make a pass, and he threw it right to Virginia. Like. I mean, a couple of times, he just do it right to him. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's crazy because um, as a big, being being trapped, a lot of times that weak side guy is wide open. So when you look over your shoulder, you like looking at, okay, I got a free kind of just a bullet pass. And Virginia did a good job of kind of hiding like they were not there and then kind of boom, you know, pop out. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, just somebody cut to the basket, take that guy out of it. And then you have a really wide open, you know, backside three. But, you know, I think it was almost like it was back-to-back plays where, yes, uh, you know, uh, he gets the ball, he turns over, and boom, turnover. Boom, right to it. turnover. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, all right, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, you didn't have to move left and right. He's like, boom, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The example of the of the bad day Flip had, that was, yeah, that yeah. was it. Everything went wrong for him. <laughs> Uh, but no, they, uh, you know, the offense, listen, they, they ended up shooting 40, almost 45%, which is above where they normally, normally do. That was good. Mm-hmm. Hit, uh, nine, three pointers for almost 40% from three for the game, including yeah. Grandison. Yeah. 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 Grandison. Yes. Is there yes. that the veteran at the time, whatever it is, if he does it from this point forward, like that, if they can get that off the bench from him. That is It'd be huge. awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, uh, yeah, we had uh shot 40%. I mean, shoot, Proctor is a 28% shooter, and he hit, like, back-to-back three. So, yeah. like, you, yeah. know, you know, just guys like that, you know, stepping up in big-time moments, we need that more and more. But uh, if we can get more like that from uh, Grenison, uh, that constant, you know, 10, 11 points a game from him off the bench, I think that'd be perfect. That would help out Flip because – he stretches the floor a little bit more. You can't really sink down and collapse on flip. And then it'd be a little bit easier. So those frustrating nights where you have just bodies seem like they're just everywhere around you. Yeah. It won't be as much. You see, oh, there's a little bit of space right here. I can actually move and spin into this space. And it kind of worked my way, you know, doing things um, underneath the basket. But the fact that right now flip things like, you know, everything just are all around him and he just can't get free. And it's frustrating when you don't you're not scoring, and yeah. you know he's a 15 point average you know guy, and had zero points, you know yeah. zero. I mean that's you know again, Virginia's defense is fantastic. They're the best defensive team in the conference, one of the best in the country every year. So they were key in to stop him, and and God, by God they did it. And so, but he won't be playing that kind of defense from this point forward until you know the ACC tournament play Virginia again. But so. I expect him to come out of this and play well the next two or three games. They have uh, Notre Dame on Tuesday at home, then go to Syracuse this weekend against the zone defense. We're, we'll have another podcast and break that break that down, but that's going to be a challenge. Uh, still have Louisville coming up after that. So there are some wins. Of, you know, They've made it through kind of the toughest part. They got a little bit of a break. You know, As far as ACC goes, you get a little bit of a break before playing State and Carolina at the end. But, uh, yeah, um, it's – it's just not going to sit well. Uh, it's going to be, it's hard. It's going to be hard to put it aside that they played well enough to win and got it taken from them, but they're going to have to do it. Um, I, one other thing I want to bring up about this, 
I wonder if the NCAA tournament committee, how they were view will view this game. I mean, they're they're gonna say, no, Virginia won, and they're gonna have to but in the back of their mind, they gotta be thinking when they're putting the seeds together, Duke really beat they really beat Virginia, right? Well, you you would think that. I mean, like <laughs> uh, a team like that really uh team that's not ranked right now really went after UVA at UVA in a tough environment and was right there to win the game and unfortunately did not. But yeah. yet there's a reason why they did not. It wasn't like on their own uh, actions. It was really something that was out of their control. And for them to sit there and look at that, I hope they don't get screwed again come, you know, that time in March. Uh, but the fact that we got to close out the year the right way and go into a seat uh, tournament that's on us. So we got to make sure we control things that we control. And then everything else outside of that, we can't, we can't worry about it until it comes. That's right. And that's the chance. That's the, the chance that Duke has here going forward is not to leave it in the committee's hands to whether or not, I mean, I think they're going to make the tournament. That's not a doubt, but where are they going to be seated and all that kind of stuff? If they can, if the team can stack together wins from this point forward, That'll take it out of the committee's hands. They'll be like, okay, where they they proved, you know, they played well at Virginia and didn't win because of that. But then they backed it up by winning three or four games in a row uh, to 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 improve the resume and all that kind of stuff. So that's the step that the Blue Devils have to take from this point forward. Okay, well, everybody, listen. Thank you for. Uh, I'm glad we were able to do this, Sheldon. Going to get this out on a Sunday morning. We're going to uh, get this up right, and post right. it um, because uh, 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 it was such a a big time weird, call that. Wasn't made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird thing. And everybody I know is curious about what happened and everything. So um hope we hope we answer some questions for some people. Um uh, appreciate all of our regular listeners. Again, pr- appreciate betonline.ag for sponsoring the Believe and Do podcast. Um that's it for this edition. Uh Sheldon, you know, let's see what they do going forward, right? That's that's all they can do from this point forward is that's try to That's all they can games, do right, right now. Take care of the take care of what's in front of them and then figure it out after that. Very good. And we'll be back with another episode later on the week uh, looking ahead to the Syracuse game. We'll see how the, how the team does against Notre Dame. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.